To the cotton grove. We're in a small room inside of Blake's house. He won't let us leave, and so, in order to make the time a while away, we've decided to do something similar to 99 Arabian Nights. <laughs> Kate is telling tales out of yesteryear, spinning great yarns about giant spiders and talking dinosaurs. Amos is fixated on a future where robots have strange intercourse and dance with loop jazz vibrations. And me, I just like to not smile, and so all of my tales are filled with macabre and morose subjects, like how many pigeons have to die before a people can be free? How many pigeons <laughs> have to die before people can be free? So the comic trope is a podcast in which me, Blake, I invite people over to my house that should know more about comic books than I do. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes, Sometimes it's it not. Today, we're going to be talking about Brian K. Vaughn's Paper Girls. We're also going to talk a little bit about news, maybe Russian movies that star Vladimir Putin. What else are we going to talk about? Pretty much anything that comes up. Some Wizard of Oz, perhaps. Maybe we'll also talk about some workout. Kurt Russell again? We're going to talk about Kurt Russell again. Not if her blade doesn't cut out. <laughs> and whatever. That's a mystery. Whatever else I decide to or not to cut out. But before we do that, let's do an icebreaker. Here it is, guys. If Marvel were to put out a Wizard of Oz book, who would be the obvious choices for the characters involved? Hmm. First of all, I'm going to get it out of the way. Tin Man. Tin Man's Iron Man. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. Very funny. But let's let's get into the deep of it. Amos. I think to the Cowardly Lion would be Iron Man. Don't you have to leave? There's no rip. Like, there's no rip. Don't you have to leave. There's no It's the beast. It's got to be the beast. <gasps> That's true. Because That's he's super one. smart. And he's also furry. Rocket Raccoon would be Toto. Rocket Raccoon would be Toto! <laughs> I agree with that. Would, so that, would that make the Scarecrow group? No, no, no. When they go into that scary-ass woods where they get attacked by all the flying monkeys, Groot's going to be all the trees. It's got to be. He throws the apples all out. Of them. Yeah. yeah, he throws the apples about. About. Who's the, um, who are the, the flying um, monkeys, though? Is it different versions it's of... It's a bunch of Lockheed's. Squirrel Girls? No, I think that the main character is Squirrel Girl. What's her Dorothy. name? Dorothy. Dorothy Squirrel. What's her name? What's the main character of The Wizard of Oz? Dorothy. <laughs> Sorry. Barbara? Barbara? Growing up, my parents would only let me Diane? watch The Wiz. <laughs> so, True I'm not, story. not familiar. They love um, music. Squirrel Girl as Dorothy. Um, Rocket Raccoon as... Her name is still Dorothy Rocket the Raccoon. Wiz. Scarecrow. Deadpool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Deadpool Scarecrow. It totally is. That's it. Um, <laughs> That's totally well, it. I was hoping to keep him out of this franchise. Nope. The Wicked Witch. Or Glenda the Good Witch. Glenda the Good Witch. Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah, that's fair. That's a, that's a good one, Amos. That's um, fair. Good job, Amos. Yay! <laughs> I saw that movie. Um, the Evil wicked, Witch. Wicked. Phoenix. Nah. Well, yeah. No, Could be. I don't like that. Oh, Wanda. I know. I was thinking that. But she's got to be evil because she's the one who made all of this, or is she the one behind the the curtain? 
Wanda? Ooh. Sorry, when I say Wanda, I mean Scarlet Witch. Oh, no. No, 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 no. The, the actual wizard himself is uh, <clears throat> Nick Fury. You think it's Nick Fury, or is it Oolong, the Watcher? Someone, or what is his name? Yeah, someone who's <laughs> like... Modoc? Modoc is the Wizard of Oz. Jesus. Someone who's just a front, though. Like a, a scam, because he's not really a scary. Arcade. Mixelplex. Well, oh, from DC. Oh, we're only doing Mattel? Marvel? Well, I said Marvel, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Loki? Loki would be That's a, a damn good, good wizard. Yeah. Loki. Done. Yeah. Loki. Who are playing all of the little candy people? Oh, what are they called? Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. That's only three people in the whole. Oh, town. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Lollipop. Well, it's Munchkinland. So the Munchkinland. Yeah. Who are? Are there any Munchkins? All the X Men. Um, Can they just be like little, um, so little X Men people? <laughs> they're all little Wolverines. It's okay, they're all they're all X Men, and then Wolverine is the three. Uh, yeah. from the Lollipop. Where he's like, there's oh, one. I saw so Wow, there's Wolverine, <laughs> You're Weapon good X, that. and yeah. Logan. That's the three of their names. What is it? Wolverine, Weapon X, and Logan. That's the go. three little dudes. Yep. Perfect. We represent adamantium kids. Adamantium kids. Adamantium kids. <laughs> so bad. I'm gonna punch you. You sound like meat one. You know, does the whole thing back and forth. Igloo, hot dog, igloo, hot dog. (laughs) I don't know how long I've been in the dryer. (laughs) How long have you been in that dryer? About a week. About a week. (laughs) So good. I didn't even know I could do meatball until today. Meatball. Oh, I also think that Captain America should be the witch that gets killed at the beginning. I don't know why. I just do. <laughs> you just see his wing tip. Yeah. Thing. You just see, his, just you just see his wing boots. <laughs> There's been a lot of comic book movies out. Some of them are comic book movies for the sake of being comic book movies. And I think that we've agreed on past podcasts that... It's difficult to do that and have a successful comic book movie. I guess it could be monetarily successful, but rewatching it, not as <laughs> interesting. Marvel tries to make comic book movies that aren't just a comic book movie. They're also a bank heist, or they're also a fantastic movie, like with magic and whatnot. Yeah, they, but, do, they do genre films. Yeah, lots of genre films, but there hasn't been a rom-com movie. So, there should be. What do you think would make a good one? Like, what relationship? It doesn't have to be Marvel. Like, what comic okay. book relationship do you think would best be portrayed on the big screen? So, I, when I think about this, and when you asked the question earlier, uh, there's this scene between Jason Lee and Stan Lee in Mallrats, where he talks about superhero love stories, and he goes... You know, it reminds me of this one story we wrote in Spider-Man one time. Love be a vulture tonight. So, like, all I can think about, (laughs) he goes, you know, Peter was out on a date with Mary Jane, and of course, Hobgoblin showed up and pumpkin bombed the hell out of the place. But you're missing my point. (laughs) I just, that's, I feel like Spider-Man's probably, if we're talking about, I guess we're talking about anything, but I guess Spider-Man's probably one of the the, the key characters, because he's a teenager. And so he fits the bill most aptly for that. And I, I bet we see some of that in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, and I think Spider-Man in previous um, films have kind of tried to be a love story poorly. Spider-Man 3 was a... Spider-Man's the only lovey-lovey lovey one. Yeah. Iron Man kind of, not really. Uh, what about... 
one of those could they fall in love movies where it's like total opposites, but somehow they make it work. You, you know, mail. Uh, yeah, it's like you've got mail, but starring aliens and predators. Sleepless in Metropolis. <laughs> That's a good one. The Brood Queen thinks that no one could love her, but then she met Mr. Predator. Is that a predator noise? Do a predator noise, Amos. Oh, that's another one. I've never seen Predator. What? Yeah. We, we can probably do we can oh do a podcast God. on the Shit, movie franchises seen. I haven't seen. You saw all that, six of the I top like uh, you have to have seen it, Kurt Russell so films. Yeah, hey, I've seen a lot of Kurt Russell movies. Yeah, Except for all of his Disney work, which you, you know. You know what the biggest one is? I've never seen an alien. Oh my god. Yeah, we're gonna have like a weekend. The fuck, Amos. I don't even know what to say right now. I know. Anything. What do you do when you're not here? Curse you. That, Curse you. I don't know why that's become like uh, one of the running jokes of our podcast. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag mysterious Amos. Yeah. He's so disappointed. Anyway. You're obviously not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, and that's watching any alien movie or predator movie. No, it's because alien's kind of scary. No, it's just because I just never got around to it. Because the first Alien is legitimately <laughs> sci-fi horror. Right, which is not particularly not appealing to me. I mean, I can I can do it, but... Uh, I can soon not, through. I would rather watch, like, Star Trek First Contact eight more times. Okay. What about uh, Nemesis, though? With skin no, only, only, like, two more times. <laughs> really can only do Nemesis. Yeah, I saw times. that again the other day. It still sucked. <laughs> oh, well. Maybe the next Spider-Man Homecoming movie will be, will surprise us, and the two villains will accidentally fall in love. The Vulture and Shocker. Oh, will. that would be a twist. What a twist! What? What, what a twist! What would be another one that's like kind of mirrors a Will and Grace type thing? Hmm. Captain America and yeah. the Constitution. Ooh. <laughs> I can't see him. I mean, other than Peggy, he just I don't know. Well, well in the way. books, um, he and Scarlet Witch had a thing. Oh, yeah? But not no. in the movie. Can't see that. That's weird. No, she's too young. Or he's also too young. I was thinking about that watching Civil War the other day. I'm not crazy about Chris Pine. What? Now, hold on. Captain America. Now, the girl said stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, if that's any indication, I don't know. I like Chris Pine. He he, he rubs me as a it's, Captain it's not, America. It's not Chris Pine, by the way. Chris Pine oh, is you're right. Yeah, sorry. Like, well, in... Not him. Uh, what's the other... What's his name? The other, the Evans, other Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans. Yes. Okay, I would rather Chris, <laughs> Chris Pine as Captain America. Wait a minute, who's Chris Pine? He's, he's Star Trek. He's Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. He's oh. also in Shane his Wonder fans, Woman. His fans refer to themselves as Pine Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that on. They want those Pine on nuts. Ellen. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> what are um, Kurt Russell fans call themselves? Are they like? Uh. Russell nuts. <laughs> no. Um, Russell nuts. Debbie. Russell. Russell Mania. <laughs> there you go, nice. Russell Mania. There's a Russell Mania Maniacs. Russell Maniacs. Yeah. Oh, everything. About Russell Mania that, Fifteen. It's a, it's, a, it's a convention, right? Dedicated right. to Kurt Russell. That has Mania. to happen now, just just because of the name. Let's talk about comic book news. News. So Stan Lee is going to have his own movie. It is going to be an action movie. It's in development, and he is a spy in the 1970s and also a comic book artist. Thoughts? He, he plays a comic book artist? 
Um, well, I mean, whatever you want to call Stanley. He's a writer. Writer. I meant artist in the, like, he is a... Sure, gotcha. You know. An artiste. An artiste. So, okay, so the idea is this is about Stanley, the guy we all know, mm-hmm. in the 70s. Yep. But as part of the, the, whatever, the rules of this movie universe, he is also a super spy. I'm so not- he's Julia Child. <laughs> this is supposed to be in the vein of, like, Kingsman as well. Right. Um, well, you guys know Julia Child's world-famous television uh, yes. celebrity chef. Like, was that, they didn't call him that back then. Um, homemaker extraordinaire on television, whatever you want to say, uh, was a member of MI6, the British <gasps> Secret Intelligence That's Network in World right. War II. She has, like, I forget what, it, yeah. like, some article I read one time talked about that she had multiple confirmed kills, <laughs> that she was a master <laughs> of espionage. That was totally happening. With her a fake voice. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's just like, I'll fucking cut yeah. you. Like, what? It's really speaking the Queen's English there, aren't you, <laughs> Julia? Yeah, it seemed a little over. But I guess this film is probably along the lines of uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Like, it's. He does his normal thing, right? He was the president, but also secretly, you didn't know, motherfucker, hunted vampires by night. Except that Abraham Lincoln actually hunted vampires, though. Stan Lee was never a super. <laughs> that was based on a true story. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. This um, is bending the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't um, care for it. All right, moving on. They're making a Harley Quinn movie. It's an all-female cast. Margaret Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margaret Robbie. Margaret the Canadian. Is she's the executive producer? Is there uh, Margaret Margaret there? <laughs> Margaret Robbie. <laughs> Morga Robibi. So I don't know much about it other than she was okay in the movie. Honestly, she was one of the better parts of the movie, which I think says a lot about how bad. um, You want to know what movie I've never seen? Suicide Squad. That's fair. A lot of people haven't. Like everyone in here except for me. I decided to sleep a couple more hours. Um, I'm I'm not saying that's the wrong decision. What do you know about this movie, Dave? I don't. don't It's an all-female cast. Okay. So that's all you know. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> and they, they've been going through and kind of announcing characters that would appear in the film. And the big one on everybody's mind right now is Catwoman, even though they've been announced that Catwoman will be in it, with the heavy emphasis on Batman and all of the uh, DC films upcoming. It's kind of a foregone conclusion they need to include her, most likely, since it takes place in Gotham City and mm-hmm. Harley Quinn's at the center of it. It makes sense that Catwoman would also appear. So I looked on, uh, was reading this on IMDb the other day, and they have like a poll up that said, who will play Catwoman? And at the very bottom, it said Anne Hathaway. And they were like, please, Hollywood, forgive her. And other comic book news. <laughs> um, have you guys seen the new Batman tactical suit that is supposed to be in uh, um, Justice yeah. League? Yeah. The eyes are kind of weird to me. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, ben Affleck looking old. I'm okay with Batfleck, man. I'm old. Well, yeah, that's fine. Right. But why does he look? He looks older than he well, should. Well, it's because his suit looks wrinkled. I just feel like that, his chin <laughs> looks weak. I'm Wait. so sorry that Batman didn't have time to press his suit. He looks like someone bothered him in his garage. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, Todd McFarlane wants to do another Spawn movie. I bet Todd McFarlane literally wants to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the Swedish chef say his name. Ted McFurger. <laughs> Ted McFurger. Yeah. Ted McFurger. That would just make me laugh. And it is. 
Thank you. <laughs> and now I know. The dirty is burning. The is with the turkey furry. Turkey furry. All right, I'm done. <laughs> He's a deed and a dirty deed. What? That's, I don't know how that happened. It's hard. I'm he just, gets his peas in a whirly gig? <laughs> I said, I said, he's he, just peas in the whirly gig. I said, he's dead, but he's not dead. Spurgeon's dirt to dude. Spurgeon's dude, but a dirt to dude. Slowly becoming Jamaican chef. <laughs> Do you want to sip a jerk to jerk and murder? Norwegian Jamaican chef. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> so yeah, he's finished a script. Tom McFarlane has finished a script. It is like 190 pages long. The three-hour movies are 120 pages. So we're gonna be looking oh, wow. at a Spawn movie that's like four hours long. Like Kurosawa. Titanic. You got two. Oh, two VHSs. Whoa. Still never seen that all the way through. Titanic? Yeah. Didn't see that one. The Spawn movie wasn't horrible. Oh, I never saw the original. That. I didn't see that. It was fun. Was no, okay. Michael Jai White. I thought you said Jaleel White. Yeah, Jaleel White, one hundred percent. Did I die there? <laughs> Jaleel White in Spawn. As long as their soundtrack is as good as the original Spawn soundtrack. Hey, listen, like Firestarter by Prodigies on that. Look, that I'm saying that I enjoyed yeah. that soundtrack. It That's was very decent. Man. And they also made a really good Dreamcast video game. I don't know if Whoa. you guys remember that. It was the okay. Spawn. It was okay. Whatever. It 50% was awesome. of the screen was that Spawn logo that was your health. That's At true. Time, <laughs> it was very yeah, true. yeah, I remember that. It was still dope, especially the versus mode where you would just pick a random Spawn character. That is a very 2000 thing to think about. In more comic news, a movie that is being written, produced, and filmed in the motherland, Russia. I thought you were Canadian. It was not my motherland. <laughs> it's just the motherland. Isn't that what uh, they call it? Of everyone? Yeah. Motherland. Everyone else's mother. Welcome to Russia, motherland. That's where the yes. Caucasus Mountains are, so we're all Caucasus that's not how it works. <laughs> I don't think it is either. No. But um, it's called Russia's Guardians, or it's Guardians of the Soviet Union. So and it, take, it takes place during the... Yeah, Soviet no, 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 no. I think they got all their powers in Soviet Russia, and now they are fighting... A, I doubt they're fighting against the Kremlin. I don't know who they're fighting against. That's a question. Like, are these mm-hmm. already known individuals? Like, is this... Are they, did they make them up for this movie? This is made up. Okay. But it's... You can unlike tell, Batman. Unlike Batman, which is real. real. It's real life. Real life. Like, real, real. But I didn't know if it was like a series it, it that looks, I am not aware of or... I believe that this movie came about because superhero movies have become so popular and Russia was like, give me one of those. <laughs> I think Putin called up and he was like, hello, I'm ordering one superhero movie. Please, by winter 2017. <laughs> Damn. I flat out guarantee you, Putin shows up in this film. <laughs> what do you think Putin's going to be doing? He'll just be there as just like as a cameo. It's, it's going to be like uh, something red. Like, like Stan Lee. It's going to be like Stan Lee in the yeah. Marvel movies. He's just like hanging out, drinking oh. his coffee. He's like, good job, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to ride in on a horse with no shirt on. 
I just go, I've been your president 16 years. That's not crazy. How do you know when winter 2017 is, though, since winter never stops? Like, where does yeah. one winter end and the next begin? It's a good, good question. I think Putin is actually going to be um, top torso human, bottom torso horse. Centaur. Centaur, is that what they are? So he's going to be a centaur and he's going to, like, gallop in. Vladimir Centutin. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that for a dollar. <laughs> I guess the main reason I want to bring this up is the last part of the trailer yeah. is that there is a, a man bear <laughs> holding a Gatlin gun. He throws someone up in the air and then shoots him. Because when you're half bear, you need, apparently, a Gatlin gun. And you don't just maul yes. people. I love it. It wouldn't go extinct that way. No. I need to know what the bear's name is. He, uh, he says it. It's uh, Ursus or something like that, which of course is a play mm-hmm. on the, the Latin for bear. Which it could have been. If that's it, it could have been a lot cooler. His name is Pooh. <laughs> he came from the thousand acre wood. <laughs> I grow tired of honey. <laughs> well, that a taste for something sweeter. <laughs> What, what, what is Pooh's um, boy's name? Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. Yeah. Go meet a Christopher. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Why do you have such an anglicized name? <laughs> why are your calves so small? <laughs> what? You're, why are your calves so small? Yeah. That's something Wait, a Russian Winnie, would say. Winnie is so critical. <laughs> Russian Russian play would. You, you are yeah. doing enough squats, yes? Don't skip leg day, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher, always skipping leg day. Little Christopher. You can't spell legendary without leg day. I saw that on someone's Instagram post. Really? Like one of those CrossFit people that's like dying to tell you about it? Something like that. I did leg day today. (laughs) Why? This bear's name is Ursus. But it's a man who can... Transform. But to any degree he wants. So it could just be bare hands, Could he just be bare dick? We're, I knew it was going to go there. Dave is in here. So fast. Yeah. We, we could have just, we could have talked about the feet for a little bit and how weird it would be just to walk around with bare feet. Bare feet. Look at my furry barbed penis. That even when he's not in his bear form, he's still just as strong. So the bear thing is just, it's yeah. just the hell of it. Yeah. If, if that was my power and I could just transform, I'm like always strong as a bear and then I could just make parts of me look like a bear, I would just always only have a tail. I would just walk around at all times bare-assed. Stop it. God. <laughs> Wait, do bears have... How many nipples do bears have? 83. <laughs> <laughs> That's a serious question, though. Good do they point. only have two? Do bears in Russia have... How many nipples do bears have? <laughs> According to Black Bear Blogs, both male and female bears have nipples, but the males have only two and the females have six functional nipples. With a female who has cubs, the chest nipples are much easier to detect. Detect? <laughs> Somebody's got like a fucking... Beep, beep, beep. There they are. <laughs> we're picking up... We're, we're picking what are you doing sun. on that beach? I'm looking for bear nipples. <laughs> oh, carry on. Stay still. I must Stay still. I must comb your hair to find out male or female by nibble count. <laughs> oh, you have cubs, yes? Very erect. <laughs> Easy to detect. <laughs> Everyone knows that if, one. If, if it rhymes, it must be true. <laughs> Fully erect. Easy, Easy to detect. detect. <laughs>
Let's talk a little bit about Paper Girls, which is on Image, written by Brian K. Vaughn, colors by Matt Wilson, and uh, art by Cliff Chang. Amos, could you kind of give us a quick plot summary or what what you would describe this book to as to someone who is not familiar with it? Do you like Stranger Things? You'll like this. It is. That's a lot. what I would say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it is set in 1988. It takes place in suburban Cleveland, which is where Brian K. Vaughn is from. So he would, I think, he would have been about the age of these girls at this time. It uh, follows the adventure of four uh, adolescent girls who deliver newspapers in their neighborhood, and uh, it starts out with uh, the. I guess we'll say she's the protagonist, Erin. I think her last name is Trang. Tang? Tien? No, that's probably not it. T-I-E-N-G. That is her name. And I don't know how to say that. But, uh, yeah, let's go with that. So, she goes out uh, on, I believe it's Halloween night when it starts. Mm -hmm. And she is going to deliver papers. She meets these three other girls from the neighborhood who are also... You know, paper deliverers. Paper girls. And the titular paper girls. And uh, they meet up. They decide to help each other out with their route. And they run into ever more strange occurrences during the night. Uh, There are aliens. There are time travelers. There are giant dinosaur winged dudes. Straight up pterodactyls. Straight up pterodactyls. There's a guy who kind of looks like if Steve Jobs was in The Grateful Dead. Uh, lots of uh, lots of complicated, weird sci-fi goodness in this story, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'd like to talk. I'd like to mention the colors, though. Uh, the use of primary colors really strong, and uh, it, you know, like all reds and all blues on certain pages to evoke the emotion of what's going on so in the action parts it's a little bit more red a little bit more pink um in the kind of more calm parts a little bit more blue uh it's really well done yeah something is actually one of the main reasons that i decided to get it i mean i when i yeah heard it was coming out well i was mainly excited because brian vaughn did it and he i'm it doesn't even matter. I'll read it. It's kind of hard not to love. Me every time. Yeah. And um, that mixed with like the idea of like the sci-fi theme to it, and then the colors are absolutely beautiful. And I feel like the theme of it being very nostalgic and even it being 80s, like, brings it all together. So somehow, like, you know, Matt, yeah, Matt Wilson, he was able to, like, in enhance the idea of it being kind of like Halloween and the 80s and kind of sci-fi using just the colors. So you can kind of tell the theme immediately, I think, just by like thumbing through it really quickly. And I think that's like, yeah, it's visually very beautiful to look at. Yeah, there are all these sort of muted colors that kind of remind me of a Duran Duran album. (laughs) That's cool. I never thought about that. Yeah. But um, but the whole idea around it, you know, these girls, they, it's the night of Halloween. So when things start happening, they don't think of it to be strange at first. They just see it as like the neighborhood kids dressed up strange or, you know, 
like, I don't really know how to describe it. So even at this point, I can't even really decide and figure out like what exactly is going on in it because there's so many different storylines trying to come together and I've only read the first four. There's, I think, up to nine I think at this point, I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, I just read So, because um, I was waiting for the second volume to come out, which is in November. So, um, because I would rather, this is a book I would, I'd like to own a physical copy of. Um, it's one of the few I do anymore. Yeah, because it's so pretty. Um, but a lot of it, so it's kind of interesting because then the stories, like these poor girls, like, are trying to figure out what's going on. And then at one point, also, everyone in the neighborhood and the adults begin to disappear. So it seems like anyone over the age of 12, which is their age, like seems to, so, so they're trying to figure out, they don't know how to drive anywhere. So they don't really know what to do. And so they come across like these individuals who seem to be from the future. Or they look the like past. toxic Avengers. Yeah. So we don't really know. <laughs> and so they kind of come in contact with them and, trying to figure out what's going on while also one of their friends is becomes really hurt and so um kind of the mix and match between that and it looks like there's some kind of adult versus teenagers going on uh, all the older people are riding around on dinosaurs yeah. from the future <laughs> attacking um older people they didn't seem really aggressive against the younger people for some true. reason, yeah, that's which true. was interesting. They um, just kind of seem to have been caught up in this whirlwind of what's happening. And also this big push on like technology is in it. And that, that's kind of a neat thing that you see some, um, which gives you that feeling that there's a weird um, kind of link between different time periods in the future. So because there are, items that are in it that are obviously the 80s was not they didn't have like flip phones at that point like what does that mean what is the point of the technology and like scavengers trying to find it and is that like a part of what helps them move through time and why do that i don't know it's like a lot of questions there like i'm not really sure and brian um Knocks knocks out of the park when it comes to describing away time travel issues really early, which I like. Mm -hmm. um, instead of jumping into the physics of time travel, in basically one panel, he describes a way why they can't just go back and fix what has happened. And I think that that's not that's easy to get bogged down in, especially in science fiction. And he just writes it away real quick. Would that's one thing I really enjoyed about it. I want to know what this Apple product is that she's holding at the end of, like, the first issue. It looks like an Apple-branded Klondike bar. It was delicious and expensive. Yeah, hopefully that's in the future of now. Yeah. And then, it's you know, there's that last, pan, you know, splash, I guess, that uh, where you see the main character from the future or from now, and she has her iPhone in her pocket, and she's driving what looks like a Honda Insight, I think. Um, well, one of my favorite things regarding time travel is the way that the, let's say the future police, the way they speak is hilarious. I imagined them with Cockney accents and speaking in... Could you uh, give us your best... Um, uh, oh, if I find a page where they're yeah, talking. That's a good... Yeah, this guy's saying, No, no, you look so long, but in credits for the lot, masters. That's how I hear that. That was good. Thank you. That was really good cotton because I couldn't tell what the fuck you were saying. So right. I definitely know that you're on the right track there. 
So um, I think another thing I really like about it, which seems to be something Brian's really good at, is you know when you describe it, it even when we're trying to describe it now, like it comes across as like a sci-fi thing with a bunch of children in it, but it's actually very, it's got a big adult theme to it as well. Like it's, it's like their dialogue is very like, yeah, that's how I spoke when I was 12 when I was thought I was a badass. And so like, it's not, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I think if you first read what it's about, it's like, about, you know, children delivering papers, but it, it's, it's pretty deep. I think it's deep. And it's fun. In a short period of time, he's really good about making you care about these characters. Yes. Just with like a page or two with a few panels about what they're going through currently in their real life. Oh, yeah. His character development is really good. It, it, it is really good. And a lot of that is the strength in his dialogue and then also the tone with the, of the book with the colors and the interaction between their parents um, mm-hmm. or lack of parents. And there's a great scene when someone sees their life flash before them um, where it's a girl playing video games and kind of ignoring her family. Tiff. Tiff is ignoring her family and playing video games to level 30. And she said, why didn't I just stop at level 28? Because at level 30, after level 30, it goes back to level 1. Just like, what's the point? So it was a what's the point kind of, and she's just ignoring her family. And at this time in the book, like, her family is disappearing and dying. And it really, it, it kind of nails home what the characters are going through. And it's those little details that make a, a otherwise kind of, comic book experience very real and, and very relatable. Yeah. I know when I was rereading that earlier today, I <laughs> made me think of like this weekend because literally once I got off work on Friday, I've been playing Destiny until I came over here <laughs> to record. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could have done something with my weekend, but that's what I chose to do. You did do something. I weekend. did. I got to level 40. Yeah. What kind of comic book reader or person would you say should pick this up or who would enjoy it more? I think this is one of those ones. So I'm always trying, because other than y'all, I don't know anyone who reads comics practically. Uh, <laughs> none, none of my friends outside of this room do. Uh, and, you know, anytime I'm trying to convince someone, hey, you'll like this, this is one of those titles that, that does that. You know, I'm not going to convince an adult who is not into comic books that, they're going to like Batman. I think they already know what they're in for, for the most part there. Right. But Paper Girls is one of those things that I think a lot of people could get into. I think Squirrel Girl is also kind of one of those. Um, and then some other stuff that doesn't have girl in the title. Uh, Saga is one that I think a, a lot of people would probably enjoy. <laughs> so just Brian doesn't say Brian K. Vaughn. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Anything, so, so man. anything Brian K. Vaughn writes is you probably... Know, Ace Machina or Why the Last Man <laughs> or uh, last We Stand on Guard. <laughs> I, um, he's, he's just so good at... So he's great, but I think that this is much more accessible to a regular yes. reader yeah. than Saga. Yeah, well, Saga has a lot of boobs yeah. and a lot of blown oh, up of people. Oh, and even the, the, lot of, like, the latest. Yeah, let's not get into that. Um, yeah, I've read it. Um... I think I like this because I was like when I was going through it, like Mackenzie, she's like one of the, she's like the resident bad bitch in this, and I was like I had friends like that when I was younger, and I mean, I guess I'm also the only woman here, but so I, I had friends like this, and so as far as you know, as, 
friends, quotations, but um, I don't know, it's, I think when after I finished it, and I instantly was just sharing it to people who like to read. Yeah. It was like not just like a comic book. Yeah, do you like comics? It's like, do you like good stories? Do you like a good story? And yeah. it's visually yeah. really pretty. And so... Um, and as a volume one... Yeah. I could walk away and not read the second volume and still feel like I read something and got something out of it. Mm-hmm. There is an arc in this first volume, and oh, it's yeah. worth reading. One of the things that, that I find kind of funny and that I kept noticing is Brian Vaughn injecting himself into the dialogue in the same way that like Tarantino does a lot. You know, There'll be a conversation between a couple characters... And especially in Tarantino, you're like, this is just something he wants to talk about. <laughs> this is this is gratuitous and self gratifying for himself. A, but it, but it's funny yes. in this, and it's not the kind of thing that I think like the average twelve year old is going to say necessarily. But like like Aaron is a total dork, but it's awesome, yeah. um, and she knows a lot about. Uh, she seems to have more insight into what's going on in the world of that time than your average twelve year old would. And uh, you you kind of can hear you know someone now reminiscing about what was going on in their childhood at that time from an adult perspective. Yeah, is it the Reagan is, thing? It's nostalgic. Well, it's not like just the Reagan true to, thing. True to the date. So like what the newspaper at the beginning is talking about a war that was going on. Oh yeah, Iran it's there. There are things mentioned about Iran and Iraq. Yeah, and so it's like it's nostalgic, even if you never delivered papers. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. You know what's one thing that uh reading the trade version I missed a lot about the issues is he wrote, you know, he does letter columns in a lot of his books and they're all sort of thematically fit. The one the one for Paper Girls was pretty funny. It was uh written as this sort of 40s cartoon character. I don't remember his name, but he was a Paperboy, and uh, it was like kind of an Archie style character, and uh, the you know just the, the way he would write as that character was pretty funny. Letter grades, what what would you grade this as? A being an A, the best. <laughs> e being the worst. Boo, Canadians. Um, for me, it it satisfies everything I enjoy reading about personally, like um genre topic all this stuff. I mean it was an A for me like I will con- I'm going to read this until it, he stops it so Amos I'd give it the letter before A this is one of my favorite Zero. books this is uh, this is so yeah. you'd say it's an A plus absolutely yeah I'd yeah. give it an A yeah. it's, a, it's uh, easy to pick up and you want to reread it I would yeah. reread it I would reread this first volume before I get into the second one so yeah, yeah. I agree it's yeah, a book. it's one of the few like that's you know the thing with comics, it's kind of an expensive hobby. And yeah. uh, that's one thing that I... Like, there are a lot of titles I won't buy in print. Uh, you know, I'll just wait till I can find a deal on them because I know I'm probably not going to read them more than mm-hmm. once. I'm it's only $10. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, Image is so great about pricing mm-hmm. compared to the big two. Yeah. So $10 every... What, this Six months. Six months. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's easy. And you want the last three months of Spider-Man? It's eight issues. $26. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I so, got. I picked up the Mega Man trade yesterday. It was like 26 bucks. It was 12 issues, and it is really rad, but 
it's yeah, it's a lot pricier yeah. than a lot of image stuff. So this came out what in March, I think. I think so. And the next one will be out in November. Yeah. So and soon you can just buy both and catch up. So if you're in Raleigh, go to Capital Comics two. No, the first one doesn't exist anymore. So they still call it Cap Two for whatever reason. And, and uh, say hello to Sequoia for us and buy this. Before I let you guys go, before Amos jumps out the door because he has to go do his Zumba class at nine. A Zumba freak. Before we go there, I want to ask you guys a question, and that question is: What kind of workout regimens and/or food dietary supplements do certain superheroes take? Iron Man needs his iron tablet. Boo! All right, never mind. Um, Vision would probably be a vegan. Vision's okay. a vegan? You think so? I like so. He's a robot. He's a robot. Hey, I guess he is vegan. He doesn't eat animal products. <laughs> I guess he's yeah. a vegan. His food costs nothing. Everything Kate just said is correct. So, even though we laughed, yes, Vision is by definition a vegan. So, in the same way that a mailbox is a vegan, <laughs> does not consume animal products. Workout regiment for oh, um, Spider Man, Amos? Pilates. You think he does a lot of... Or what calisthenics. Do you, I don't see him in the gym. I see him doing a lot of body weight stuff. Yeah? What do you yeah. think he eats mostly? Um, Whatever flies. he wants. He's fucking flies. He's a spider. No, he eats pizza. Turns Everyone out, knows turns that. Turns out I have no idea who Spider-Man is. He, uh, he's a giant spider. He's a giant spider, yeah. He eats flies, idiot. Um, do he? He definitely just eats junk food. Like he's, yeah, pizza. He's, he's 19. He literally just eats whatever the fuck he can find. Um... Blake, I got one for you. What? Punisher. What's his workout regimen? Why do you have to be <laughs> Punisher every episode? Murder. Um, Punisher, he works out by... Um, Building and disassembling his guns? <laughs> yeah. It's see how fast he can reassemble and disassemble his guns. And, and he, he upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Blindfolded. Everything that he eats has a little bit of gunpowder on it. That's where I was getting. So he snorts brown brown. He just movie, he just uh, yeah he sprinkles gunpowder on um, his Big Mac. Uh, realistically though, let me give you another one. Um, realistically, so realistically, <laughs> let me give you an actual. Let's movie. cut through the bullshit. Let's, this is about real people. What's the Joker's workout regimen? Tybo, of course. <laughs> Billy Blanks. Laughter's <laughs> 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 the best medicine. There you go. <laughs> Amos, yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> His workout routine? Yeah. Lots uh, of swimming. Yeah, I believe he is a swimmer. <laughs> what does he eat? He doesn't eat fish. Mm-mm, that would be cruel. Come this way. You Come can't... Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. All of you are saying so many interesting things. Fly into my mouth. <laughs> As is the custom now, second podcast in a row... We're going to ask Amos to close out the episode for us, except he's going to say goodbye uh, as Scottish Groot. Well, I'm Groot. Groot. It's spelled like G-R-U with an umlaut T. I'm Groot. Hey, I'm Groot. Groot to Groot. It sounds like uh, uh, Groundskeeper Willie just saying he's great. I'm Groot. What am I Groot? We are Groot! Hey, bye everybody. Bye. Groot! Groot!